Hello and welcome to episode 9 in the Masters of the World series looking back on the history of the BDO World Masters. After a brief break over the the Christmas and New Year period I'm back with episode 9 and this time I'm delighted to be joined by the 2013 Girls World Youth Master Casey Gallagher. I am now delighted to be joined by the former Girls World Youth Master and former Girls World Champion Casey Gallagher. How are you Casey? I'm very well thank you. It's been a weird, weird year or so, hasn't it? Yeah, tricky. Very hard to stay interested in darts, to be honest. But, I mean, looking back to the, the start for you, when did you first begin playing darts? Uh, so I think I started when I was about 13, 12 or 13. Um, my brothers and my dad used to play. I just used to be really jealous, so I just got involved and, um, yeah, it kind of went on from there. So what was your route from sort of being jealous of them playing to actually get into to competitions? Um, I remember I used to go and watch my brother play county and I wanted to get into a Super League team, but I couldn't get into one. And um, one of the players came up to me and said, we're really short, like, would you like to start playing Super League? So I literally just went playing in my kitchen against my dad and my brothers to play in Super League. And then I went through it in that level. I then played county and then secured a sponsor and managed to do the tour. I mean, you were prolific on the, the youth circuit as well. The first one for you, the, the Girls' Europe Cup in, in 2012. What are your memories of that victory? Uh, so it's a while, a while ago now. But, um, yeah, I remember being really nervous. Like I'd never felt anything like it. And it was like my first proper experience of a massive competition, if you like. And I remember I had like a really hard groove. And I remember my dad just saying, just try your best, you know, you're playing well. Like, it's a new experience, just see how it goes. And luckily enough, I just got better and better as it went on. And uh, fortunately, I played very well, so I was happy to win that. So then when you went back the next year, 2013, and retained your title, were you feeling much more confident? Yeah, much more, because I'd kind of had the experience of I, I knew what to expect, I knew how it was run, I'd had been doing competitions on the tour as well, so I'd gained a lot of experience, and I, I felt confident, but obviously to retain the title was just even harder, so I, I was really made up that I managed to do that. I mean, you were dominant in 2013, because you, you picked up the, the World Cup later in the year in Canada as well, what was that experience like of, of playing in a World Cup? But also travelling with the the senior team and you know the likes of Dieter Hedman and Lisa Ashton. Uh, it was an amazing experience. I remember meeting everyone at the airport, and it's it's a quite nice experience in the sense of it's very team like. Like you all travel together. It was on the plane or on the coach. So I think that kind of settled me down a bit more as well because all the senior players were very supportive, giving a lot of advice and helping how to deal with like um, such a situation I hadn't been in before. And they would stand and watch your games. So that, so that kind of put me at ease and that was really nice. And you won that title as well, obviously representing your country. And what did that mean, you know, playing for your country and contributing to the whole team effort in the World Cup? To be honest, I can't even put into words how it felt. I remember I, I hit double ten with my last dart like that. I've never forgot it, and I remember thinking, like, "Oh my god, I really hope this goes in," and it did. And like, the feeling that just came over me—it was overwhelming. I didn't know whether to cry. I didn't know whether to laugh. Like, I was just absolutely ecstatic. And I think it was about a week later you went into the, the World Masters and you won that as well. A couple of tight games, but in the final, just absolutely blew past her four 0 yeah, yeah, it was knackering because I come back from K 
Canada and then yeah like you say I think I had about a week so I was knackered with that I was well I don't think I was in college at the time and I was then going to college coming back trying to practice because I know I had the one hour coming up but I was just so drained and I remember my sponsor picking me up and I slept in the car the whole way because I'd just never been so tired so I didn't actually expect to win that just being the fact that I was so drained, hadn't had time to prepare properly like I would have liked. So, um, yeah, I think once I managed to sneak through and get to the final, I had like a day's rest, so that done me a favour there. And that would have been 2013. Was that your final year as a, a junior or a youth player? It was, yeah. It was my last tournament before I was too old, so that was nice. It was like my last try to try and win it. And, I mean, until Bo Greaves a couple of years ago, that was actually the highest average in a girls world youth masters final so did you i mean that win and the way you're playing and all the titles you picked up you must have been full of confidence making the leap into the, the full ladies tour yeah um yeah because i played a few of the ladies comps when i done the tour anyway like some of them allowed you to play the youth and the ladies hmm. and i had a couple of good results i've got to a couple of court finals a couple of semis so I knew that I was doing okay. It was just whether I could hold my own across the whole year of the tour. And did you feel there was any pressure on you when you were playing a lot more of the ladies' events because of how successful you'd been as a youth? No, I don't, to be honest, because I think a lot of people know that it's two different games. Mm. So I think, although like everyone was like, oh, she's really good, you know, she's young, it is a completely different game from playing other other people my age that also were not experienced to play in the likes of multiple world champions and tournament winners. So I don't think much was really expected and I didn't take much pressure on with it. I mean, you took to it pretty well and in 2014 you made your, your TV debut against Dieter Hedman. What was that moment like? Uh, so that was when I qualified for the World Darts Trophy, I think, and um, that was petrifying. It was probably <laughs> the worst feeling. I can't say I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a nice experience your first time. <laughs> Playing someone like Dieter as well, who was so experienced as well, was that a help or, or did that make you sort of even more nervous? No, to be honest, I think that made it worse because I knew there was no, there was no room for error. Like I knew unless I came out hitting everything, then I wouldn't have much chance. So I'd have the pressure of making the TV debut, playing. Um, I think Dita was number one or number two at the time. And all of that put together, I think it all just was a bit, a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit, you know, a few months later, start of the next year, you were playing at Lakeside for the first time. Had you watched the Ladies World Championship when you were you were growing up on the TV? I did, yeah. I used to watch it. Um, um, only probably the last one or two years prior to what I'd been on. So I did watch it and I'd always wish to be there and actually experience it. And who would have been the, the, the female players you were looking up to when you started playing? I think at that time it was um, Lisa, Dita, Trina, Anna, like your top four that were that you see at the last stages at that time. I think they were, I remember watching um, Anna play Trina and then Lisa and Dita's final, so they were the ones that I was kind of aiming at that time to be. Lakeside that year didn't, didn't go well for you. You lost 2-0, but what was the whole, you know, the whole experience of actually being there and being part of the, the spectacle at that iconic venue? Uh, it was lovely. I remember just travelling and doing the key meetings and the interviews and the photos. And the build-up, to be honest, was 
everything you'd want it to be and more. It was I would go along to watch other games just to get a feel for the atmosphere. And how you watch it on the telly is nothing to how it is in person. It was, yeah, it's an amazing experience to be honest. And a couple of years later, in 2017, you got that first Lakeside win, and it was actually over Dieter Edmund, and you played really well. I remember the game. That must have been a special moment to, to get over the line and get a win there and over Dieter. Yeah, it was. I remember saying um, to my dad, oh, I can't get this win, I can't get this win. Like, and then it started to come, well, it's not even in my head a little bit, really. I started to be quite negative about it. And um, when I showed Dieter, I just thought, oh, wonderful, this is great. Like, she always performs really well the first couple of rounds, like, anyway. Like that's her record, and I was thinking, oh god. And to be fair, like I played well, she played well, but she did miss a lot of doubles. I was quite fortunate in that sense, but I, I was ecstatic. I, I was kind of in a bit of shock for the first couple of hours, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I noticed that you know, once you were playing on the ladies' tour, you played in a couple of development tour weekends, but not a lot of them. What was the the reasoning there? Uh, there, I don't know. There, I, I think if there was nothing on, I went to it. Um, but I wasn't playing well enough really to commit and do it all the time. I wasn't in disbelief that I'd be winning it. I was just more so if there was no darts, it was something for me to go and play in, hmm. gain a bit more experience, that kind of attitude. And obviously, you, you know, you grew up playing your brothers and your dad, but do you prefer playing against the ladies or are you happy to play anyone? Yeah, it doesn't really make too much difference to me, and I think like, we've all got three darts, so just who throws them better, whether you're a woman or a man. <laughs> Very true. Um, a couple of years ago, you got the call up to the the full England team. Do you remember when that call came through? Yeah, I, I do, because there was talk of it. And it was like, oh, you could, you could, but it was never that certain. I wasn't, like, guaranteed it. I wasn't top, top of the averages. And I remember answering the phone call, and I was just kind of a bit shocked. And they were like, Casey, are you there? I was like, yeah. <laughs> because I was just, like, in a bit of disbelief. I was stunned. But, um, yeah, no, again, that was another amazing, amazing part of my career. And what was that pressure like playing for the, the senior ladies team in the British internationals compared to what you'd had as a youth? It was shocking. That morning I woke up and I just felt sick from the bottom of my tummy with nerves. Um, and then we had the team meeting and that kind of settled a bit. And everyone was like, you don't need to be nervous. Like, you know, you've got this, you've done it before. It's not that much different. But obviously, in your head it is. Like, you've gone from playing youth level to now senior level. And I remember I drew um, Rihanna Sullivan from my first game and she's obviously an awesome player and I just thought oh wonderful like this really isn't going in my favour but um, yeah luckily enough I think the first leg I started off pretty steady so that settled me quite quick. I mean you won both games that weekend as well so obviously as much as you were feeling nervous you were able to, to really deliver and produce some good wins with the team. Yeah I feel like I kind of channeled the nerves in a good way I think like the experience of Playing it in youth did really help because I think it helped my mentality and I just kind of kept saying to myself, like, you've done this, don't make it a bigger thing than it needs to be, like, just pretend it's the same as what you've done before and it kind of helped, yeah. Well, the start of last year, 2020, uh, obviously you were playing at the, the Ladies World Championship, the last BDO Ladies World Championship. How did the playing at the O2 compare for you to, to playing at Lakeside for the previous four or five years? Um, I liked it. It was completely different. Obviously, it wasn't the tradition, 
But I, I did really enjoy it. I mean, it's really convenient for me. It took, it took me like 15 minutes to get there from my house, so I didn't have to stay over anywhere. So that was quite nice. Um, and it, yeah, it was a lovely venue and everything was set up really nicely. But obviously it was just a different experience because it wasn't the traditional lakeside. And obviously we saw last year, I mean, a couple of years before then, but, you know, 2019 and the start of last year, the, the real decline of the, the BDO. As a player, what was your perspective on everything that was going on behind the scenes? Um, the BDO tournaments, the weekends away. I like the mixture of competitions they did, like mixed pairs, mixed triples. Like singles are great, but it is always nice to like change it up and have a different, different cover of games. But um, yeah, I I didn't really get too involved in any of it, and I just tried not to think about it too much because I think the more you think about it, the more it hinders your darts. But it definitely is a shame that unfortunately the BDO is no more. The start of last year, before you know everything, you know went in the bin. You were playing really well. You recorded one of the highest ever ladies' averages in county. I think only Trina Gulliver has better averages than the one you produced. And you got to three quarterfinals in you know the Isle of Man and Scotland. So were you feeling good about your game before you know everything shut down in March? Yeah, it came at a really, really bad time for me, to be honest. Like, I was at probably the peak, playing the best I ever had, and consistently. Um, so, yeah, I was feeling really good for that year ahead. Everything was going well, I was practicing well. Like you say, that county average. Um, I was just getting better and better. And then all of a sudden, I got stopped. Had you changed anything in your game to produce an improvement or was it just a, a confidence or things clicking kind of thing? Yeah, no, I didn't change anything. I still just done everything like I usually do. It just, I think the practice just hit the point where it was starting to pay off. Things did shut down and... We haven't really had much in-person competition, but we did get online darts becoming a much bigger thing. Was that something you got involved with? At the beginning, I didn't. I didn't play darts from maybe March till maybe May about then. Yeah, I wasn't. I just thought, okay, I'm going to enjoy this time just to not play, and then I got really, really bored. So <laughs> I. Uh, I started playing in a few of them, but it just wasn't the same for me. I couldn't get myself up. Like, I would lose. I'd find that I wasn't really even bothered that I'd lost because I don't feel like I was losing, if that makes sense, because mm. you can't see the person in front of you. And, yeah, it wasn't an enjoyable experience for me, so I've kind of kept out of that. I've done a couple of comps and a couple of leagues, but, yeah, no, it's not, it's not by preference that I'd play in it. But there were some darts towards the end of last year and you were able to take part in the women's series. What did you make of the PDC's first venture for a long while into a proper organised ladies' competition? It was amazing. It was a really good experience. The PDC, their setup is something else. It's so professional. Um, it got a good standard of entries, which was good considering we'd just like come out of lockdown and there were still high-tier alerts. So the entries were good. I personally was just a bit out of sorts with practice. I'd left it too late to try and catch up, so it wasn't a great success for me. I had one day where I played okay, but other than that, I'd left it um, a bit too late practicing-wise. But yeah, they run an amazing tournament, and it was good to see all the ladies support that. And I know when I spoke to Lorraine Winstanley towards the end of last year, she was saying that it was annoying because she'd had the challenge tour and the women's series and she'd got back into it and had the buzz and then got home and realised there's nothing else to sink your teeth into. Is that an issue you had as well? Yeah, 
yeah, most definitely. Well, I've tried to learn from what I did last time, so I'm still trying to practice only about half an hour a day, but I didn't want to do the stopping and then having to start again. But it's definitely hard. Like, I'll go for practice and I'll be like, what am I even practicing for? And I'll go sit back down, because without something to aim for, it just feels quite pointless. That's my personal opinion. And I know last year you, you signed a deal with Darts Unique. Are they covering your whole setup now in terms of flights, stems, darts and, and like T-shirts and stuff? Yeah, they're doing all of it. Um, Martin Moore contacted me and I was really excited. My dart sponsor was a, a local uh, dart sponsor, Hot Dog Darts, and they've always been really great for me. They've done all my equipment and got my shirts, but this was a bigger opportunity with merchandise and... Um, making my own darts so they've just gave me my own darts they should get I think they'll get launched next month and they've been I think they've put like an extra 10% on my game they, they're really well well suited to how I throw so that's nice how did the whole design process for that work then uh, so they just asked me if I had any ideas what I wanted and I had no ideas at all so the management side of it that we're doing the designs just said have you got a colour scheme I said well I like grey and they just sent me some pictures and I was like yeah I'm happy with that so yeah it was quite an easy process they got it spot on the first time round without me even giving any suggestions Hmm. and having that sort of additional back-end support and also you know new equipment that you feel is helping your game that must give you extra motivation as well yeah most definitely and I think because now it's like all a little bit more personalised. Like before, I just had a plain black top with my name on it and just some black shirts. Like I don't ever have anything majorly personalised. But now I've got like my own flights, my own tops, like mugs, key rings. I think it's given me a push to try and exceed more and kind of put myself out there and be noted a little bit more. Looking ahead, I know we're still in very strange times, but the PDC seem to be pressing ahead with with Q School. Is that something you want to play in this time as well? No, this time I've decided that I'm not going to play in Q School because I'm not playing to the level that I'm happy with myself at the moment. So I wouldn't want to go and not do myself any favours and regret going. So I'm just going to keep practising for the time being until something else gets announced. So obviously not going would, would rule you out of the challenge tour. So what will be your plan for, for this year if we're able to get back to, to playing in person again? Uh, well, I will just be doing local competitions and hope that the PDC do more ladies' competitions. When i done Q School last year, I didn't do the challenge tours anyway, which was kind of pointless, but I don't know what like what my thought was in that. But yeah, so I'll just be hoping that the PDC really do another couple of ladies ones and go to the local tournaments. Do you think there is room there for the PDC to run a full ladies tour? Yeah, most definitely. I just think that the ladies do need to keep supporting it because as long as we get the numbers, I think they will run it for us. But it's just they need to see like, the commitment and see that they're not just putting on a competition for 40 ladies. So far in your, your career, what would you say is the, the biggest highlight for you? I would probably say it would have been playing uh, with the ladies senior England team. Yeah, I just think, yeah, I think it's one of the highest things you can do playing for your country. So, and especially the standard of the team. It was uh, it's just, it's one of the trickiest teams to get into. So that was a real achievement for me. 
Well, thank you very much for your time this afternoon, Casey. I really do appreciate it. And hopefully, you know, we're able to get playing again fairly soon and, you know, I'm able to see you back in action. Thank you. Yes, let's hope so.